Cheers. Cheers. What does your cup say? I don't know. It's in French. Cute, and we don't speak that. <laughs> My, mine has a picture of a bear, obviously, and it says, bear with me. I love it. These Isn't are very cute? cute Friday mugs. These really are. I feel like we're going to have to start a mug channel in Heartland. <gasps> cute. I love that idea. Cute. Okay. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Ruby. And we are The Duality Project. And you are listening to The Self-Study Podcast. The Duality Project is empowerment from the inside. We seek to live life on purpose so that we can more intentionally and intimately show up in our relationships and our communities. With a healthier perspective on self-development, we offer the self-study program, self-study one-on-one coaching, this podcast, Heartland. The My Self-Study Practice Guided Workbook and Journal. All of this to support you in bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Through exploration and awareness, you'll discover a deeper understanding of yourself to become happier, healthier, and more grounded. We're so glad you're here. The core of all the work that we do is the curriculum we put together called the Self-Study Practice. It's a nine-theme curriculum that takes you through qualities and themes like presence, acceptance, courage, rest, boundaries, all things that we can all use more of. All the themes that you've heard here on this Self-Study Podcast already. And the intention of our work is to give you uh, like more framework around these themes and then skills and exercises and like practical practices to put them to work in your life. Ruby, how are you feeling grateful for yourself? Okay, um, I'm feeling, oh, I did, I was like preparing for this earlier. And now, of course, in the moment, you're just like, what? Um, I feel very grateful <laughs> for, I feel really grateful for my own growth and um, lately, I think I mentioned in a in a recent episode, like in therapy, I've had like the same themes coming up or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, when am I going to be done? Like, I'm tired of fucking talking about my schedule. Like, what is wrong with me? And also, though, I recognize a lot of growth. And so I just feel really, really grateful for that growth. And something that happened this week um, I'm starting to to like teach some movement classes, specifically like yoga classes at a studio here in town. And um, I had to do like a test out, right? So like they have their formats of classes and I, oh my God, we haven't even really talked about your test class. Yeah. So I had to do the, how did they go? (laughs) I had to do (laughs) test outs for this, like basically their version of a vinyasa class and then also yoga sculpt, which LOL. (laughs) And I was like, so nervous and what I recognize though in like part of this gratitude of like my own growth is that there for most of my life that nervousness would really like kind of take the wheel and I would kind of like feel um like constricted or like turned in on myself about it and very just like oh my gosh I'm like nervous but and also um I was really able to like express and just be like I feel nervous and then I got like so much just like tender joy out of that I was just like Mm -hmm. it is so cute and hilarious that I am nervous to do this thing just in a slightly different way that I've been doing for a decade like how cute of me that I feel and so I just had this like humor to go along with it and I feel really grateful for the way that growth gives me access to space and play and humor and these like lighter vibrations cute yeah yes 
I love that. You know, I had a dance teacher growing up who told me one time, it was actually this really cool program here in Richmond, Virginia, where uh, it was like, it's with the Richmond Ballet and... They, it's something called Minds in Motion, and they go around to schools to fourth graders, and then at the end of the year, like 900 kids come together from all these schools around town, and they put on a whole performance together, and it's really cool. And at a couple points in the show, all 900 kids are like on stage. But anyways, one time, the teacher told me, um, he was like, Kate, I make a living out of being cheesy, and you're also going to do that. And so it's like, I rec- I've i always recognized for myself, like, what exactly what you're speaking to. Like, yes, I'm embarrassed and nervous, you know, like those two things. And I'm kind of normally kind of excited, like all the things at the same time. But there's something to me that's so cute about the embarrassment. Like, what? I'm embarrassed to make people happy. I'm embarrassed that people might laugh at me and have a good time while I'm doing something ridiculous that they're supposed to be laughing at where... <laughs> We're all enjoying this process, you know, like how cute that I'm embarrassed about. Yeah. Joy, I guess, or something, you know. Yeah, just really yeah, cute. tender. Yeah, and I really love how you're speaking to like um, how important it is to like do that self-reflection time so that you can have the wherewithal to go like, I'm actually really proud of myself for the way that I've grown in this thing that still continues to challenge me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, go Ruby. What are you grateful for about yourself? Well, this morning I was filling out um, my gratitudes in the Heartland community. Uh, One of the like prompts is um, just like, what are you grateful for? And so this morning over my little tiny cup of coffee that I had today, I was, um, yeah, just doing some reflecting in the Heartland community app, which is so fun. And we would love to have you join us and you get your first seven days for free. And then after that, it's only $7 a month. But anyways, so I'm feeling grateful because I guess also recognizing like some growth in my relationship with my body in how it used to not feel like she and I were on the same team. Like I used to feel like I often had to like overpower her to do what felt right And I had this awful fucking nightmare about, I mean, it was about this guy I was with children and it was about this guy who just like had his dick out and he was just like aggressive. And, and in my dream, what happened was that I was trying to scream and I felt really power powerless and I felt really helpless And I was really trying to make sound out of my mouth and I like could not scream. And I woke up and like when I woke up, I even felt like my body was still like efforting to like make sound out of my mouth. And the second I woke up, I took this like big, huge, like, (gasps) you know, and like I heard the sound, I heard sound come out of my mouth. And when I woke up and what it felt like was like, it almost felt like my body was like, hey, there have been times where literally in a in this kind of situation where we have felt like powerless and help and powerless and helplessness, powerless and helpless. And um, I'm on your team. We're not actually powerless and helpless. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for that um, growth and trust that I feel with my body now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to my therapist last week about dream stuff too, you know, and it's just so interesting and like it feel dreams specifically feel like um 
we have and we have a sense that they're very important right and we know that they like help us process things and also there's like so much like that we can't and don't understand about them but anyway she was really pointing to and reminding me that the ways that like what happens in our dreams are just as important as what happens in our daily life for our bodies and our brains and so like you're really literally speaking to an instance of like that integration for yourself where you're where you were able to like tie those two worlds together through your experience cool yeah the last time I really felt it really viscerally like that I I read a book called um conflict is not abuse in 2020 and um that was a really liberating book for me to to put the pieces together that was like hey Kate you're actually totally completely capable of being in moments of conflict and um you're not like a victim of conflict you can do conflict and I just really like had this moment of like oh my god things that have happened to me in the past where I felt like a victim or where I felt the sense of powerlessness or the sense of helplessness like I'm not that person anymore. I'm way more capable mm. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it felt like that dream was a reminder of like what's capable, what I'm capable mm-hmm. of. Yeah. How are you grateful for me, Ruby? Wow. Um, let's see. How am I grateful for you? Well, just in listening to you share about the gratitude of yourself, and like I saw that in Heartland this morning, I feel very grateful for the way that like – you know, the the two of us are very aligned in most of our beliefs, most of like, uh, like our mission in life, so to speak, you know, we're very aligned in that. And though I feel so grateful for the ways that you think about things in a different way than I do. And um, like process and even just see and experience things the way that you do and that getting to be so close to you and have you like share that really like um is well on one level it's just fun right to like get to hear you speak about your experiences and then it just often feels very apparent of like oh like I don't think I would have like thought of it that way or like seen it that way or maybe even like felt that way and I really enjoy that I enjoy how different we are excuse me I enjoy how different we are in the ways that we experience life and that and that you're willing to like share that with me too it's just um very beneficial and refreshing and I love you yeah oh I love you too Ruby (laughs) Uh, I do really like that process with people of being like wow that's not how I would feel about that at all yeah And also just like, yeah, it speaks to why it's so important to be like, there's always the space to be like, wow, okay, that would make me feel like this. Is that how you feel? Mm -hmm. And I really love it when somebody asks me that question, because what it says to me is that like, they're willing to do the empathy and the empathy part says, oh my God, this is how this makes me feel. But then they're also willing for their experience to be different from mine. Compassion. They're willing to do the compassion. Yeah, wow. They're willing to do, yeah, the compassion and the empathy and not put their empathy onto as the truth of my experience. Yeah. And y'all, compassion was the previous theme. So get into that episode and yeah, listen there. 
give it a listen. Okay, well, what are you grateful um, for about me? <laughs> well, uh, Ruby and I had a really cute little night last night because, um, like, so much of the time right now, we're both, both of our schedules are, like, ramping up a bit. And so it used to be kind of like the Kate and Ruby free for all, where we could just, like, at any time be like, what are you working on? Because I'm working on this and I, I want to talk about it. Or... Um, just like for a while, things had to be a lot less scheduled than they do now. And last night when I called you, I actually thought that you were going to be working on things. And I was feeling guilty because I didn't actually get to, I didn't get to editing the podcast yesterday. Like I said, I was going to, because I had to leave the house and then that turned into <laughs> like a whole fucking deal driving around town a million times but anyways so when I called Ruby I was kind of feeling guilty that I hadn't like um done my what what I had said that I was gonna do and and when I called you I don't even know what you were doing but I think you kind of stopped what you were doing and then we just sat down and had like a I cooked dinner and Ruby just sat on the couch and we had like a friend FaceTime you know which is like I feel like we're really good at like we really catch up when we do work stuff too, but it's so just like, it's so special to have somebody in your life who is like your work person, your life person. It just all goes. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've said that so many times about how I feel about you. It's like anything goes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that is just like such a gift. Well, and it is worth noting that Kate and I have had to do our own work on be just being friends and what i mean by that yeah. <laughs> is that obviously we love each other and we have been close ever since we started working together and though um we had a pocket of time where we were very intentional about like we have to be having more fun we have to be mm -hmm. just we have to be being friends also like outside of work mm -hmm. and that we really did that intentionally. And so it just feels so nice to be in a place and space where um, there is a lot of freedom in our relationship that we can blend them and also tease them apart. The areas of our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's even like, you know, in, in one podcast episode, I talked about when we, um, when we switch to this, uh, we use a program called ClickUp to like stay organized. And when we switched over to this platform, I was furious. <laughs> and I felt like it was just so nice because I felt like I could be like, Ruby, this is not about you as a person. This is not have anything to do with our friendship. This is Kate in work mode really having like a fucking struggle with a new system that we are trying to implement. And Ruby was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And, it, you know, a couple times she'd be like, okay, are you trying to do this thing? Let me see if I can help you figure out how to do that. And that was, like, it was so nice to to not – because I, I have some friendships where, like, if we got into a work situation and I needed to, like, bark at them like that, that wouldn't be, like, <laughs> okay, you know? <laughs> They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry that I'm being like this right now, but I fucking hate this program. <laughs> I do my I feel like my default with people and I like this about myself is that I'm just a little like okay all right okay yeah all right, what kind of space okay. does this need <laughs> I just really appreciate that cuz sometimes my shit just like 
needs some fucking space and like it's not a it's not a thing i don't need it to get fixed i need to like move through but there is that like yucky part and also i think this like i feel embarrassed about those things like when i'm behaving like that my the next thing that makes me shut down is how embarrassed i feel Mm -hmm. about how what i really want to say Mm -hmm. You know, or like whatever, like what, whatever is coming up feels embarrassing that that's even like how I feel. And so then that makes me shut down even more. And so it's so nice and like, like, yeah, I still get the embarrassing, uh, embarrassed feelings, but I, but those are mine and I don't sense that there's the judgment coming from Mm -hmm. you, which is what I'm really embarrassed of, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that feels so nice. Yeah. And even then, like we can talk through that part too. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. You know, I love um, life because we have these experiences and then we get through them and then we're able to like look back and be like, and in this moment, I'm just like, I mean, we still don't just like, I'm not in love with this, but it is, um, I feel more complete in the organization. Um, mm-hmm. And you're talking about it right now. And there was a part of me that was like, wow, yeah, we really, I'm glad we made it through that. <laughs> I was almost like, no, fuck this. You know what? I'm not even doing any of this at all. (laughs) Not only am I not doing this, I also don't want to do this anymore, and I don't want to do this work. (laughs) And you were like, okay, girl, let's figure it out together. (laughs) Feelings are so funny. And now I feel like we've really figured out. They're so funny. They're so, like, so intense sometimes you know like mine can just feel so extreme same and like internally Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. okay how are you feeling grateful for our work i feel very grateful for heartland yeah i feel really grateful that you know it's something that we've wanted for a long time to have like a space for people doing our programs or like involved in our work to like have a place to be together and like we've used some other things in the past with like our programs or whatever but like I just feel so grateful to have a space that feels very like open and free and uh you know like the the space feels free and you get your first seven days free um but like to have a place to share and I don't know. Like, I just have, like, big visions for it. Not even that... And, it, you know, it's not related to, like... This is how it's different than other things in my life, right? Like, the visions I have for it are not related or contingent on my own willpower. They are more about um, people joining and then taking part in. And then that's how it gets to, like, expand and, like, be... And blossom, so to speak, into the community that... I know that like so many of us are looking for and then the fact that it has like the social component and you can like post a picture or um you know just talk in the forums and we can have like meetups makes it like so much more intimate and personal and really I don't know it feels safer for me than so much safer than just like Instagram and it feels so intentional totally and so I feel very grateful for the those things the intentionality the intimacy and the um, like safe, brave space, spaciousness of the work that we do. Yeah. I feel really grateful for, um, the ways that, um, 
I feel like there's more components to our work right now than there ever have been. And I feel like there is this magical thing happening where you're doing things that you like to do and I'm doing things that I like to do. And then they're completely complementing each other in all of the right ways. Like we've just realized that an incredible thing that we do really well is that I write the first draft and Ruby edits and like so much of what has been a block for me has been the like, I fucking hate editing shit because I'm like, it brings me down like this. Sometimes the second time I read it, I'm like, oh my God, it's all bad. I have to start over. But then when you do it, it's like you bring out the best in what I did first. Mm -hmm. And then also what I feel like me doing the first draft does for you is takes the pressure off of the having to get going. Mm -hmm. And so like things like that. And that's how that's I'm saying that right after you say heartfelt, because like that was something that we both really wanted and you took off and ran with it. And that's that I love that, that we can fill in parts like that. Also, I really do want to loop in Jake to this, like since I'm mostly the one who talks about how grateful I am. <laughs> Jake is Ruby's husband. And um, Jake completely, fully designed the daily journal part of Heartland. And um, I don't mean to say designed. I do mean to say programmed. Mm -hmm. Will you tell us more about what he did in that? But, like, my thing is, like, I guess my gratitude about that is just the way he just, like, dives in. There's no, like, you know. And also, I feel like, whatever. I don't know. I just. What? He did it right on, like, it, it, like, happened on time. It happened, I don't know. I, I, just, <laughs> I feel like I don't, I don't get the sense, like, obviously I wasn't there, but I didn't get the sense that there, like, when it comes to Jake, there, you don't have to, like, force him to help you. And, like, so much, so often my experience with my friend's husbands or my friends, boyfriends, or um, any boyfriend I've ever had, (laughs) where I'm like, hey, I need help. And then you have to like, force them to help you. And and like, no longer in my life, am I willing to force Mm -hmm. someone to help me to like, show up Mm -hmm. with me. And I just don't get the sense that you had to force Jake to help us Mm-mm. no not at all and i feel really grateful for that yeah so he mm-hmm. he is a computer engineer does programming mm-hmm. as his job coding and um and he loves to figure things out and he loves us and he loves our mm-hmm. work and so he created the journal for us like from scratch so that we could have a space for you to do your virtual journaling and have your consistent daily practice and then also have like a log and what I also appreciate about yeah his contribution to that is like so we really want the journal to just be something that people in Heartland can access and actually when you're in Heartland either on your desktop or your mobile app under Kajabi communities um, there is a just a tab that you click on in the community and like it loads the journal into that page right but the journal itself comes from this program that Jake wrote and like I was saying we really wanted those two spaces though to be linked 
for example, if you're not in Heartland, you don't get access to the journal. That's what I'm saying. And Jake spent a whole day figuring out how to make it work. And at one point he was like, I figured it out, but it's going to be $20 a month because this like add on thing. And I was like, oh, I'll, take to, I'll talk to Kate about it. Like roll my eyes, whatever. And then three hours later, he was like, I've done it. I figured it out. We don't have to buy that plug in, whatever. We're doing it. And like, I, he, I love the way that he likes to figure things out. And also then he's it's really got that can do attitude. And then, you know, I'm like, cool, that's great. And then he is like, would you also like to be able to like search through the entries for a keyword? And then you could see like how often you said that you felt grateful or whatever, because you just type that in and it brings up all the dates or like, do you want to be able to click see more on the calendar view so you can actually like go to the actual journal entry? So like the way that he also like thinks um, not only was he like, yeah, I'll do this for you, but then he wants to make it as good as it can be also and not just like do it and be done and you know to be honest jake is trying to win our um our good graces for as soon as we can hire him that he is just our tech person (laughs) (laughs) like yes absolutely yes 100 Mm percent we will not be even accepting no (laughs) it will be jake no (laughs) Um, so yeah, thanks for saying yeah. that. Sweet Jake. Mm-hmm. I need to text Jake and tell him how much I appreciate he it. He would appreciate yeah. that. I know he would. Sometimes I think it's just enough to talk about him endlessly on the podcast. I do tell him that we talk about him every time. Um, also funny last night, now that we're having a Jake moment last night, Kate sent, well, you sent screenshots to Jake, but like he couldn't read them and he's not on so any social media. And so Kate's... Why couldn't he read them? They were they like, because he's an Android user, they like came through blurry. Every time I send Jake a photo, he'll be like, oh, Kate, I can't really see this. <laughs> we could have a shared Google Photos album. And I'm like, Jake, I'm just going to send it to Ruby. <laughs> get Ruby to show it to you. So he's like trying to get me to decipher it. And I open Instagram to like search the account because I could tell like what the handle was and Kate had already like sent it to me and been like for Jake and then and then less than an hour later my friend Bradley I opened my Instagram and it's like for Jake and it's a like a a real and I was just like lol people are just sending me stuff for you well something that Jake asked me on like like in the in the one of the first times I met him I think I think he was like Kate do you like memes and I was like what do you mean do I like memes everybody likes memes and he was like well will you send me some good ones and I was like sure I'll send you some memes how you know like because he's not on social media so I can't send him a DM he obviously can't see my pictures and so I'm like great then I'll send him to Ruby he literally, like, <laughs> saves them into, like, an album on his phone. The ones he likes. That's so tender. I know. <laughs> All right, Jake. Now that we've expressed okay. our gratitude for Jake. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Kate? Uh, you know, we're talking about one of my favorite things. And something that I just, like... I don't know, is so near and dear to like literally all of us. We all want this. We all want to feel this way. Um, but it's community and connection. And I think something that's really important that I want to speak to about community and connection is um, 
that, and we talked about this on the Compassion Podcast as well, like Ruby and I both shared experiences of doing what we thought was um, compassion, where we were doing like compassion on behalf of other people, but not considering ourselves in that. And like the way that I've learned to rephrase that over the years for myself to get really clear about it is to say like full circle compassion, which like, so that inherently includes me in all of my compassion work. And that makes it, um, sustainable and so that I don't like burn out and get resentful and stuff. And so when it comes to connection, why community and connection is part of your self-study practice is because yes, it's important that we are connected with other people. And part of what gives us access to connection with other people is how much depth of access do we have within ourselves. Mm. So like, um, and like, vice versa, like as deep that we can get with somebody else is generally kind of how deep we can get with ourselves. Um, and so why it's important to think about um, others when we're also doing work on ourselves. How are we impacted by others? How do we impact other people? And I think a lot of times um, we there's there can be this idea that says like, I don't make that big of a difference to people. Like nobody's paying that much attention to me. And it's like, that's just not true. We are all interconnected and we all impact. Like I had a really sweet conversation with somebody who worked at the grocery store the other day and it changed my day a little bit. And that person was just chit-chatting with me about an old grocery store that used to be in the same place called Ucrops. And, you know, we were just chit-chatting about that. And it wasn't a big deal conversation, but it was a lovely interaction. And that changed the course of my day. And and so we impact each other hugely mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. And we need to know that. And we that needs to be held in like a... It just needs to be held. A word that comes to mind is like a sense of reverence, honestly, because it is like a respect for life, a respect for the way that we're all interconnected, a respect for the way that all living things are interconnected. Mm, I love that word reverence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. In the Before we do Uh that. Let's do our housekeeping. Um, let's housekeeping. see. What kind of announcements do we have? I mean, the major one is Heartland, and we've talked about it a little bit already today, but we're psyched about it. It's so cool. It's our social community platform um, that you can access on a desktop or in the Kajabi Communities app. It is a place for connection. Speaking of connection, mm-hmm. uh, there is like, there are, oh my gosh. There are forums for sharing and posting and communicating with. And then there are also like meetups. So our first meetup is um, an intention setting workshop. So we'll have all kinds of like meetup workshops in there. Um, Like we've already talked about doing one on core values. We've already talked about doing one on feelings and needs. Um, And those are just like available and part of the Heartland subscription. Um, We'll also have regular self-study hours, which is meant to be a time that we all log on and do our own self-study practice, whether that's journaling, meditating, 
whatever it is for you that day. Art, drawing, creating something. Um, to have that self-study hour to be together to do our alone practices. Mm-hmm. Those are like In the- children, they call it parallel play. And parallel play is a really wonderful thing. Like, I think they start doing that kind of as like, I don't know. They start doing that around like one where they where they're not playing together, but they are playing next to each other. And the way that that um, helps us innovate, you know, because we see other people doing things and we're kind of like, what are you doing? And um, so, yeah, it's like parallel play. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And we also have the self-study practice journal, virtual journal. Um, It's under a tab called Daily Diary. And it is a consistent list of questions, including your feelings and needs and your gratitudes and your permission slips that you fill out every day. And this is what I was talking about earlier. (laughs) Uh, All the gratitude to Jake, my husband, for helping us really Mm -hmm. put this together and make it I mean, I just think it's so awesome. And because he is our programmer, send us feedback. Like, what do you want it to do? And like, let's see if we can make it do it. (laughs) Oh, you need something? Okay, Jake. Oh, we need something. (laughs) So your first seven days are free. And then it's just $7 a month after that. So get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Heartland. Yes, Heartland. Okay. Also, also part of Heartland is that you get 10% off. At the You're Doing Great shop. Yeah. Which is where you can get these cuties. So um, for the, for, if you're listening on the podcast, Ruby and I are both wearing maroon sweatshirts that say self-study in like a collegiate font. Oh, you we need to look at the back? Yeah, Did you sure. even see my power buns I've, today, Ruby? I've been seeing them. Yeah, the back says, up-leveling yourself isn't selfish. Taking care of yourself isn't selfish. Honoring yourself isn't selfish. Showing up for yourself is not selfish. Investing in yourself isn't selfish. Because it's not. It makes us better for ourselves, which is a good thing. Good person to be better for is yourself. And then it also makes us better for the people around us. Um, so, yeah, that's another reason that you should become a member of Heartland. And also, if you're not a member of Heartland, you can still shop the shop. Applications are open for the self-study programs. There are four of them. They begin in March. There is a cohort for parents, a cohort for therapists, coaches, and other helping professionals. And there is also a cohort for 20-somethings. And then our fourth cohort that we just added is just for all y'all. And we added that one because we have we had some requests for like a non-specific cohort And I want to be really clear about this because I've had a lot of people ask, like, um, especially in regards to the parenting, this is not a parenting course. None of them are, this is how to be a better therapist, coach, or helper, uh, or this is how to do a better job of being in your 20s, or this is how to become a better parent. Um, None of them are like that. This is the my self-study, this is your self-study practice alongside others who, who are in a similar group as you. So the nice thing about parents is that there's a lot of shared experiences for parents. And it's so beneficial for people who are in a brand new place parenting and they're going like, oh, my God, what the literal fuck is this? And there are other people who are like, oh, my God, I felt that way, too. 
Um, this is my experience with that thing. That is a beneficial th thing that we do for each other. It's a way of being in community where it says like, this is my experience, take it or leave it. Like, I'm not giving you advice. I'm just saying like, I've been there too. You're not alone. Uh, we can do something about it and I'm here. So um, same thing with like coaches and therapists and helpers is like the landscape for our industry. You know, Ruby and I work in that industry as well. The landscape for us has completely changed um, since 2020, especially. Um, and so to be with other people who are in that line of work and going like, oh my God, what the fuck? Um, 20 somethings. It's completely, it's like such a rich and special time in life. And to be with other people and having an untangling, like what came from your childhood as you, as you grow into adulthood really is like, such a beautiful thing to do with other people who are kind and caring and compassionate towards you because they're in the same work themselves. And then also the practice of being kind, caring, and compassionate towards other people just in general, no matter who it is, is what you get in the All Y'all program. You know, it's just anybody from all kinds of walks of life doing what you're doing and we're doing it together. Totally. Couple of notes too. Mm -hmm. If you're doing the parents cohort, we encourage both parents to do that if that's available. Um, and and both parents can participate under the one enrollment. Um, in the twenty somethings, we know that this work is so much better when you do it with a friend. So when you sign up with a buddy, um, you and your buddy both send an application and then you both enroll. You both get fifty percent off. Amazing incredible what did we call it in the last podcast uh, it's like we um, made bo, 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 bo. <laughs> buy one buy one bring a buddy bring a buddy <laughs> bob <Ba, ba>, <laughs> <laughs> yeah buy one bring a buddy and like honestly y'all can work out the payments for yourself like if one of you is kind of more flush than the other then hell you pay for it and you bring your friend you know totally um and payment plans yeah. are available for all of the cohorts First step is that you send in your application. Second step, you have a call with us. We answer any questions. Third step is you choose your payment plan and you are fully enrolled. So go ahead and send in the application. Let's chat. Yeah. And also, um, it's, and we've always kind of operated like this. Um, as far as the finances go, communicate with us about them. If you're like, oh my God, big transition, big stuff, communicate that with us at, when we have that discovery phone call. Tell us your, your concerns um, so that we can address them instead of you just uh, making something up for yourself and deciding that you can't do it or something. Mm -hmm. For sure. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, um, is the My Self Study Practice Guided Workbook and Journal that is available on Amazon. Yeah. You want to tell them about... Um well, that deal that we're making? How we were willing to make a deal. <laughs> I sure will. Um, do I need to read do, do I need to sing the um For sure. email that we and know? just like while you're looking that up, like quick plug, like you need to be following mm -hmm. at the Duality Project on Instagram and TikTok. You need to be following at more underscore Kate. You need to be following at life.with.ruby. And you need to be subscribed to our email list because Absolutely. It's We're a having time. a good time. <laughs> so I posted a reel the other day because 
Um, A, I posted it because I thought the email had already gone out <laughs> because it was in our inbox and it was in our inbox because one of us had sent a test email. So like three days in advance that before the email goes out, I'm like, oh my God, we never really talked about this. I better post something about it. And then after I posted about it, I was like, oh my God, it's because that email hasn't gone out yet, but here we are. So anyways, um, when I have to sing a song which I feel like is regularly but also especially when it came to like taking care of my niece you know like nap time I you should know like I grew up dancing I grew up singing I was in a world-renowned children's choir you know like of any people I should be able to just come up with some song but unfortunately when it comes to it I black out completely and the only song I can think of to sing is the devil went down to Georgia (laughs) and so like to sing her like to sleep I'd be like the devil went down to Georgia and he was looking for a solo steel and he was like, <laughs> So anyway, so when it came, when Ruby and I were like, oh my God, we're willing to make a deal with people. I was like, and we were willing to make a deal. And um, so the deal is, is that if you buy the book off of Amazon, you leave a five-star review with a brief description of why you love the journal so much. And then you take a screenshot of your review, you send it to us, and you send us either your Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, we can do Zelle, um, and we'll send you 20 bucks because it is a really big deal for us to get things like um, reviews on Amazon. Um, So the beginning of the email goes like this. And also because <laughs> because we legitimately did go down to Georgia. You know, Ruby's from Georgia. So we literally did go down there. It goes, Kate and Ruby went down to Georgia. We were looking for a good time and a meal. It had been a while and we came in style and we were willing to make a deal. <laughs> so anyways, that's how the beginning of the email goes. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that I, um, when I edited, I added a link to the song on Spotify. I'm so glad you did that. Because it doesn't even cross my mind that not every single person in the world knows that song and all the lyrics. Yeah, I'm just, I would like, maybe I can go look at the analytics because I'm like, I want people to have pulled it up and then like read the email while the song's playing, just like your reel was. Kate's reel was like, the song's playing in the background. She's talking about it. (laughs) And also there's a link under, um, it had been a while, we came in style and we came in style is linked. And I think that I put that link. You there. did, because I was like, I was like, what did she link here? And then I was like, Me too. The shop. <laughs> when it came through, I was like, Oh my god, what is the link to We Came in Style? And then I was like, It's to the shop. <laughs> wow, y'all. So go us. We're having so much fun. I know. Get your journal. Okay. Make the deal. Send us yeah. an email. Um. Honestly, like what I want to say right now is if you have any questions about any of our offerings, any of our housekeeping, just shoot us an email, connect at thedualityproject.com. Honestly, I would love to hear from you. Truly. Reach out. Let us know how it's going. Once you get your journal, let us know how it's going. Yeah. Let's communicate. Join Heartland. Let us know how it's going. This is the most perfect segment into into the theme. Because it's like, I also think that that's a really important thing to know is that like, especially... When you are dealing with a small business, um, every interaction that we have literally is an interaction that me and Ruby have with you. And that makes our work um, doable for us. If we were just in this like vacuum, just like putting out work into the world that like we never got any feedback on, that nobody ever was like, 
wow, this thing was really hard for me, or this is great. Like, we wouldn't be able to do this work. This work only exists in community and connection with other people. And so you being like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, hey, this podcast, I loved this podcast. It really struck a chord for me. That fills us up, like, to the brim every time. So, like, it's never too stupid of an email to send or it's never not enough or it's never, like, not all that important. And it's, like, it's not true that we get so many emails that we'd never see yours. You know, like, that's not how we're not, like, yeah, that's just not what's happening (laughs) to us. We don't get so many DMs that, like, there are DMs that I don't see. I see all my DMs. No, we're seeing all of them. And if you're like, I don't know what to like reach out and say, use your self-study practice. So like, okay, let's say that there was an, ep- let's say you love this episode and you're, and then, okay, so then the challenge is instead of just saying like, hey, loved this episode, which if you want to send that, great, love that. And though, what about it? Like, can you choose like one specific thing? Like, what is it that you, that resonated? Because like, those are the it's the little details that we share with each other that actually deepen the connections totally. that we have and make um, us feel more connected to you and also allow you to be more connected to yeah. us. Awesome. Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's talk more community and connection. Mm. Well, we were talking about it before we started recording, as we do. And we were like, OK, well, like, what are the tenets of connection and community? Like, what is it that's like required in order for that to happen? And um, we're going to give you some practical, like small, simple things to do later. And all of a sudden we were like, oh, my God, of course. It's like there's a reason it's the last theme. I don't know if you've heard about all the themes. We've got some themes. (laughs) And like, of course, the tenants of this final theme are Mm -hmm. the themes. So we're just going to run through them and speak to the way that they relate to connection and community yeah so the first one is presence and what presence says when it comes to connection and community is like presence in listening when someone is talking to you you're with them because that's what you're doing right now you know like um there's an intentionality that is required for relationship and for um community like and and there's lots of different ways that we can think about community like there's community of when it's like um say it's say you go to this like meetup every month and because it's like all the people in this meetup group like to do this same thing a knitting meetup maybe and um it's like y'all all like to knit okay so that's a community of people who like to knit and so you're all showing up and that's great uh and what you already like have in common is like, this is what we like. But then also like, I think about my friends and I have, you know, like I have close friends who aren't all necessarily in community with each other, but these people are still part of my community. They are, what they all have in common is me. <laughs> is you. Yeah. And so like, there's that kind of community. Then there's, I don't know, Ruby, what um, else? Even just like. I'm thinking about like I live in an apartment complex or if you live in a neighborhood like that doesn't mean that we have we may not have anything in common other than the location we live in and yet that allows us to be in community like we have a similar experience of like me and my neighbors have the same view 
You know, we yes. have the same access to the park. We have the same drive home from work. Like, uh, there are overlapping things that make it. And we all respect experience. this space. We respect yeah. this space. And so we keep it clean. I stay quiet as I can. You know, I communicate with my neighbors instead of calling the cops. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Communities yeah. of faith, communities of movement, communities of, um, you know, like organizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coffee I mean, shops, about- I think of as being communities. Yeah. Anywhere where it's like you're a third space. Um, or any, I guess any space, but you know, that idea of third spaces. Yeah. You want to talk about it real quick? Just a little bit. It's like, um, a a third space is the idea and I forget who coined the the term or whatever, but like your first space is your home space. Your second space is your workspace. And your third space is where you go for connection, community, creativity, um, stuff like that. And I always really loved thinking about get fit 615, Mm -hmm. Um, in Nashville as my third space. Like technically it was also my workspace, but it was where like community connection, collaboration, all of that stuff like got to happen in that space. And for the people who got to come there and work out with me, you know, they were coming there and then also leaning into community and creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that I love that you always bring to mind and like remind us when we talk about community is that um, communities are all like if you're like what is a community or where is a community it's where a system exists in place right like mm-hmm. um like the coffee shop has its own kind of like system right and like mm-hmm. the gym had its own kind of system the apartment complex has its own kind of system and so that's one way to like look and see like oh then like this could there could be community here because there is like the structure in place for it mm-hmm. um and then real quick too when we talk about connection right like connection can be with people and also you know connection is with yourself something that you do with yourself too so like this last theme is something that like is expressed and practiced from the inside out and outside in yeah yeah and and so like presence is like how do you show up in that space so like for instance i'm a coffee shop person i love to go to a coffee shop i like to sit i like to work i like the way that other people are kind of like buzzing around me but in their own little spaces you know like i benefit from being in that space and the reason that presence is important is because there is um where there's presence there's automatically like an awareness to like, how am I showing up in this space? And so let me tell you something I fucking hate. You know what, let's shift it to the grocery store. Consider when you're at the grocery store, because this is so much of a shared experience, there are the people who are there, they're not on their phones, they have their list, they feel organized, they um, are paying attention to the people around them, they are, you know, like, they are an active, present participant of the, we are collectively shopping for grocery stores in this place, you know? And then there are the people who are on their phones, they're just like looking around, they're bumping into people, they're not saying, excuse me, they're not like looking up from their list to see like, is there a cart in front of you? And there is, I've had some really pleasurable experiences at a grocery store or, you know, a coffee shop where people are, um, present and they're paying attention to both themselves and the other people around them. They're not making 
um, they're not like suffocating the room with their own shit. You know, they're like taking up their own space, which is totally fine. Um, but then like respecting other people's spaces. And that to me is like such a positive experience. But when there's this like lack of presence with, with other people in a shared space, it's like, that's when I can get all kind of high and mighty about like, it's so fucking rude that you've just come into this shared space where a bunch of us are like respecting each other and you are just get out of here. You know, like you can't be in here if you're going to be being like that. You need to respect the space and you need to kind of like check in here. Hello. Yeah, and like be presence is like a is a practice of being available to the moment. Mhm. And it is it is required in order to honestly function in our society and in a in a in a positive and like impactful and um like enjoyable way otherwise you're literally causing distress to others yes and also when it comes to connection we can only have connection with each other when both parties are present. So like mm-hmm. even in a situation like at the grocery store, somebody's on their phone and they're just like, oh my God, uh, you know, like you, I can't look at the groceries and I can't talk on the phone. There's no space for someone to be like, excuse me, you know, or to like look you in the eye. There's no availability for connection with somebody who isn't present. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to make a new friend or if you're trying to become a new member of a community, how are you being present? Mm-hmm. Totally. And then, you know, the second theme is acceptance. And when it comes to connection and community, um, it can, well, I think like sometimes it can feel like maybe there's not enough to go around. And so just as a reminder, there's plenty connection and community to go around. And acceptance says, um, I can be here and you can be here and you can be here and you can be here. And we have uh, we are participating in this community system together or we're um, experiencing the shared space like the grocery store. But that doesn't mean that you have to be like me or that I have to understand you even or that we have to even like be on the same page um, about everything. The fact that we're both present looking up at each other and like saying hello, even saying hello is an act of acceptance, right? Because it's like literally yes, like, I, I literally acknowledge you. and accept that you're here. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. A really beautiful experience that I'm having here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, And I grew up here. And so I come from this kind of culture where everywhere I've been, people speak to me and they speak to me. um, And it's just like little things. Hi. Hi. How are you? You know, like, and there's such a, I feel an energy of acceptance in, in, um, and I didn't feel that when I lived out in Colorado. Um, where there was like, I feel an energy that says, I'm glad that you're here. And that feels literally, it feels like a warm hug where it's like, I'm welcome here. Mm -hmm. Not only do people just like, it's like, I'm here and you're here and like whatever, but it's like, I welcome you here. My energy is welcoming of you. (laughs) Which is so funny because I think, uh, about somewhere like, uh, Colorado it's where I live um it has been very refreshing to like be back in a studio space because there is like more warmth than I feel at like the grocery store but it is like very fascinating that somewhere like Colorado that is very 
progressive and like very liberal overall and would be very much like we are accept like as a whole like this is acceptance or whatever um but that there is a missing link of the part that is like acceptance is an action mm-hmm. you know and it involves that like welcoming it's not just like tolerance acceptance and tolerance yeah. may uh overlap some like on a venn diagram but they are not the same thing no and it no. doesn't feel good to feel like someone's just tolerating your presence no, it feels so bad, in fact, because it's like when you when there's the energy of like, I'm tolerating this, what I also sense is like, but I'd rather not be, you know, like, but if I had the choice, you would not be here. And so acceptance to me is the, is the energy that says, if I have the choice, I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. If I have the choice, I want you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and it's, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it can be very culturally different in places and my, I mean, for sure, my body, we've had, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's just like, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to unwrap the idea of like, um, the warmth that I feel from people here, um, it's hard for me to unwrap that from like, is that literally better for us or is it just better for me because it's how I grew up and so I'm used to it mm-hmm. and I want it and I like it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like you and I have, we've had like a lengthy discussion with another one of our friends who's from Georgia who lives in Colorado now. And um, yeah, he has, he really likes to challenge us in that like self-reflection of like, yeah, but that's just like what you're used to. And to that, I, like, can't fully wrap my head around that just being that. I can accept for sure part of it is that I'm used to that as a culture. And, though, because the work that we do is the work that we do, we are studying people as a whole and, like, talking to people who live kind of, like, all over, right? And see a common thread of, like, wanting to grow and be in connection and community with people and like cultivate and have a sense of belonging that's just those are just like human desires and so while I can get down to maybe like what are some creative ways that we can engage and connect that feels culturally aligned for like the area or whatever but like overall I can't I can't just like write it off as like that's just what it's like in the south you know because like something else is like I don't know. There are just so many layers to it, right? Like in the South specifically, like where I'm from, it's like people don't usually leave. So then there's like generations of connection present. And then like somewhere like Colorado, that's more of a melting pot. Like that doesn't exist. So, but like just because that that foundation wasn't laid for us doesn't excuse us from being decent human beings in the grocery mm-hmm. store. Totally. I feel the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I think that there's an inherently a sense of like, what does it feel like to be respectful to myself and to other people in a shared space? Mm-hmm. 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 And also, and- I know there's something really beneficial for me when I'm having a shitty ass day, but maybe I still have to go inside somewhere and like do an errand, you know? And I'm like, okay, get your shit together. You have to go inside where there are going to be other people who don't know how, what your day's been like. Um, and you can still do baseline respect and hi. 
you know, and it doesn't have to be fake. It doesn't have to be contrived. And I don't have to have these big, long, fake conversations with somebody. I can still say hi. And if somebody, if somebody wants to ask me, like, how are you? I can say, wow, I've had kind of a shitty day, to be honest. And, you know, I'm about at the end of it. And let somebody else go, like, oh, I'm sorry you're having such a shitty day. Like, without me putting that on them, without of us having to do anything about it for each other, but still be able to see and respect each other. And for that person to say, I accept that you've had a shitty day. And for me to go, yeah, thanks. You know, mm-hmm. it's even like when, you know, like it, when somebody who like works somewhere says to me, like, like one time I was at a coffee shop and the gal asked me, how are you? And I was not present with her. And I, and I had a moment where, when I realized when she asked me, like, how are you? I was like, oh, wow, I haven't even been with this person at all. And I, like, put my phone away, like, real quick. And I looked up at her and I, and I told her how I was, I guess. And then I said, I'm sorry that I didn't say hello to you when I first got here. I was, like, wrapped up in my phone. How are you? She started to cry. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, you know, are you good? And she was like, no one has asked me that back yet today. And I was like, wow, damn, girl, you know, like, fuck that. You serve people all day long and we can't even like look back at you as a human being and say, like, you're a person, too. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the next piece is trust and that having that presence and then practice of access, acceptance and this um tangible in action practice of respect for the other human beings and life forms around you um, is what cultivates trust and allows Mm -hmm. a connection to go deeper so like the next time you go to that coffee shop like she's going to recognize you and remember you and then you get to have another moment of connection and maybe it goes a little deeper and then like it's that familiarity is one of the pieces that makes community community right like that Mm -hmm. we go there regularly or often or like that's part of our um our routines and so then trust is built when we do the presence and acceptance over and over and over we keep showing up to do it and then the trust is built and then you know it can feel like um like Kate and I we're you know we're both community builders like kind of like our purpose in life seems to be like being the ones who like create and foster these spaces. And also um, community is two lane street. And like, even though I, or like in your uh, example, like even though you took that moment and like did the self work to like get present with that girl and like say that, and then like you were met with like, wow, that was a big deal for her. That was also something for you, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, it works both ways and it is for, all the people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for starters, a reminder that like I have an impact, whether no matter how I show up, I would have had an impact on her if I hadn't said anything. And I would have had an impact on her saying what I said. Mm-hmm. And that's the reminder for me and, and the reminder for the community space mm-hmm. that we have impact on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that like one of the key pieces of meaningful connection and community is the showing up right like the Mm -hmm. showing up on purpose builds the trust Mm -hmm. that's all I have to say about trust honestly Mm -hmm. yeah okay I, I guess I have a little bit to add about trust is like okay so when we're thinking about systems 
there's a role that everybody plays in the system. So like, um, um, so like with the gym, for instance. So I, I founded a gym in Nashville called Get Fit 615. I no longer own it. My dear gal, Jess Thompson owns it. You should definitely go to Get Fit 615 if you're in Nashville. So part of the deal though, is that my role as the owner is my role as the owner. Um, my role is the teacher is my role as the teacher of the class. Um, and then the students and the members and stuff and the other trainers, they also have their own roles. And so like when we go into a coffee shop, it's like the role of the customer is to be the customer. Like you don't have to then. And so when, I guess when, when we stay in our lane, of responsibility that creates trust within the systems. So, um, and if you are a, like a, if at, when you experience like a hole somewhere, communicating that to someone who is in charge of the systems is also something that is helpful in building trust. Like, hey, I come here a lot and I really care about this place because it matters to me on a personal level. And because it matters to me on a personal level, it would be really awesome if there was extra toilet paper in the bathroom so that I wasn't always having to check the bathroom before I go in to make sure that there's toilet paper at this coffee shop. No one should be left without toilet paper at a coffee shop. So like there's, um, there's a real like ease in knowing um, what you're responsible for in a space. And that creates, um, more ease of trust for, fl to flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something like, uh, and, um, there were, there were ways growing up in which I was taught to play a certain role. And that's not what I'm saying here. I'm not saying, um, when there's oppression, that we don't don't engage in those roles. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying like when you're you not do your in part, it. I do my yeah. part. We're all doing our parts, and therefore that's why the like the community functions, and mm -hmm. like no one person has to feel the heaviness of the load of it. Like mm -hmm. as a business owner, it feels good to receive feedback like that because as a business owner, you've got a million other things on your mind and for someone to have the care for your space to let you know that is like refreshing it feels like someone's on your team and then that's an easy fix you know you like put it on the list for the mm -hmm. the daily shift checklist to make sure there's toilet paper in the bathroom and like what you're also you know we we know that all these themes tie together anyway but I love your example about like building the trust by like partaking in your part and that ties in to courage which you know is the next theme that it takes some courage to honestly allow yourself to have the assumption that you matter yeah enough mm -hmm. to like say the thing or like be in like communication um and that like your own belief that they want you there enough to say the thing that feels important Totally. And okay. And so courage too happens where like, okay, I, I worked in restaurants for a long time and there are things where it's like, when you tell the customer how to be better at being a customer in our space, 
Um, that's actually beneficial to me as a server here and to this person as a customer because it says, hey, actually we have a system for this. Can I teach you how to do it so that the next time you come here, you even feel like you belong here even more? And so there's that's a two-way thing. Like if you're, um, if you're working somewhere, showing somebody how to do something where you work is a really beautiful way of inviting that person into the space going like, hey, actually, when you're here, um, there are also other people here. So it's fine for you to be on a call, but if you will keep your voice level down a little bit so that we can all experience the same pleasure in this space, that would be so great. Like that kind of thing takes a lot of courage, especially when it feels like you're having to say that to like a customer because it's like, oh, fuck. You know, they might get mad and they might never come back. And it's like, that might be the case, but that's not your responsibility. Well, and also, right, like community requires all of us. And so that kind of the ways in which we can practice courage with others um, calls them back into their self-study practice, right? So like letting, like even in your example of like, hey, it's cool that you're taking a call and could you keep the volume down? Honestly, that person just like probably has like no presence Mm -hmm. or awareness to like me. Like Jake is always like you're yell like when I talk to Kate and I have my headphones on especially. But just anytime I'm talking to Kate, he's had to learn like you're there's not some emergency and you're not wildly upset. You're just talking to Kate. Um, And so like bringing that presence to their attention is an act of service in and of itself and contributes to the whole of the community. And and Mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was saying it like puts us in to like, we're talking about like, what are tenants of community? And it puts everybody in a space into, it puts them back in presence. So your courage might bring somebody to their own presence. And that's a good thing. That kind of interaction creates freedom for all of us in the space because we can trust each other to show up, to communicate, to be called back into presence. And then we all get to like, navigate and negotiate the space and you know I love when I'm in a coffee shop and like all of a sudden the lighting isn't working for me or all of a sudden I need a plug and then I feel um in a sense of community I feel like I have the freedom to get up and move and even like invite like ask someone if they could scooch a little so I can use the plug or like whatever that we all get to like be in the space together and be doing what we need to do and be collaborating honestly in Mm -hmm the existence in the space Mm -hmm. totally and then where there's freedom there has to be some boundaries so um some freedom situation that i'm running into with a member of my community my neighbor is that like i want my dog to be able to run around and he wants his chickens to be able to run around and the boundary has had to be we've had to communicate about this because i had to go like hey listen i'm worried about the chickens and he's like yeah exactly i'm worried about your dog and i'm like okay i don't want you to call the game warden on my dog and i don't want my dog to eat your chickens can like can we get on the same page about that and so now what we've communicated is he's like this is when i like for the chickens to be out and about and i'm like great if i know that the chickens are out and about i can be more intentional on on my dog being out and about and so we're cre- we're we're co-creating freedom for our and you know within bound by creating boundaries mm-hmm. yeah through your own making up your own rules for your engagement mm-hmm. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. And now I can, tr- I, now I trust that if something is happening, he will call me instead of the game warden who would mm-hmm. come and take my dog away from me and probably put her down. And I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, rest. And I, I love rest in relation to community because when there is a community space, in my experience, that just like functions with all of these tenants, it feels like rest to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. Like there's room to like not be on all the time or there's room to be honest in order to set the boundary that I need to set for myself and maybe like be more quiet on that day in the community space or like um, more space for me to need something and that like all of those like being able to exist in a space as yourself um, Mm -hmm. where you know these things are happening just feels like rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah because it's like ideally what communities do is it's a network of support of mutual and reciprocal support and care and where there's that like mutual respect mutual um care that's when everybody gets to take a big exhale because we all get to like worry about it less and then just like meet the needs as they come up Mm. instead of like forcing the community to happen it's just like oh we're kind of in a flow here and then if somebody else comes in you go like hey this is how we're doing it and are you are you kind of on board you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the compassion piece is part of that, right? Like the, hey, are you are you still on board? Or to someone new, like, are you on board? And like the compassion says, like, oh yeah, and let's remember that we are all human. We're all human. Mm-hmm. We're all human, and we can choose to be in community and connection together. And like that choice allows room for our humanness and allows us to show up for each other better with more compassionate care. Mm-hmm. It's the, y'all, it's the difference between, like, going in somewhere. Okay, coffee shops are a great example because they're either one way or the other. So it is, it is like, wow, am I allowed to, like, call out some people? It's, yes. like, the difference between going into barista parlor, if you're a Nashville person, this is for the Nashville people, or, um, well, is the jam still there? The jam, it's called something else now. Okay, called, okay. So it's the yeah. It's the difference between barista parlor and let's just say Frothy Monkey for the sake of it because I've sure. had some enjoyable experiences at Frothy's. Mm-hmm. But like the difference between like the energy just feels mm-hmm. like there's no room for you here. Don't fuck up your order. Don't ask for anything that isn't like literally written on the menu because how dare you versus the space of like oh that's cool that you want cinnamon in your hazelnut latte let me see what i can do for you yeah and like people moving over and there being like enough outlets and like just a general like the music is more like uh inviting enlivening yeah yeah barista parlor is like like this to me really sums up the nature of barista parlor a friend of mine went in there one time and she was like i'd like an iced espresso and they were like oh, okay we don't actually do that because it inhibits like the flavor of the coffee or whatever and and also what i'll say is that this is the community space that this 
owner is trying to make. They are trying to do a holier than thou coffee shop. And uh, honestly, they are successful at it. And it works for them. It works for them. And other people like to go there. I don't touch a barista parlor with a fucking 10 foot pole. So she ordered a, um, iced espresso the barista was like oh we don't actually do that and she was like okay well can i have an espresso with a side of ice so that i can do it myself and the the gal had been like yeah you know that's fine so she serves that to her the owner came over and said hey just wanted to let you know next time you come here we won't give you that because it messes with the flavor of the coffee or whatever and like we are committed to this thing and so like granted what i will say is that the owner said this is what we're doing here as far as community is concerned, but what there's none of is um, the idea of like acceptance that says like, and what you want is an okay thing to want. Or trust. Or trust, because I don't trust that I'm gonna be able to get or my freedom. needs done here. Okay, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you. I mean, I do have, as a business owner, I have a lot of respect. Um, just baseline for any business who's like, this is what we value, so this is what we're mm-hmm. doing. Um, having those values and uh, strictly abiding by them does not always translate into inviting warm, connected True. community spaces. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. I just, I love how it all wraps up, you know? I just, mm-hmm. Wow. The self-study yeah. practice is so complete and it all feeds into each other. And I really hope that you as a listener have been able to start to make those on own, those connections on your own in your life. Yeah. And you have a sense for it. You have a sense for it that says, I like it here. These qualities are, are here um, versus I don't like it here. These qualities are not here. I do not feel free when I come here. I do not feel accepted when I come here. I do not feel like I get to rest Mm -hmm. when I come here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm getting any of my needs met when I come here other than, um, you know, like if it's a coffee shop, maybe you got your cup of coffee, you know, but like. Well, and if there's a space that you are involved in, in like a bigger way, um, Start considering, yeah, like if something feels missing, like what is it? And how do how do these themes tie into creating a, a more complete and full and warm and inviting and joyful community space? Mm-hmm. And how you feel in the space matters. Whether the owner of the space or whatever, the facilitator of the community, whatever, whether they do anything about it, again, is not your role. Your role is to know that you matter in a community and to, I hesitate to say like advocate for yourself, but to share yourself. Mm. It's a really beautiful thing to share yourself with a community and then, because then it gives them the opportunity to step into these themes, to step into presence with our community members, to step into acceptance, you know? Um, And whether they do that is up to them, not you. And something to speak to here is the way that, like, I think that the the nature of the industry that our work is in um, has had a tendency, especially recently, to kind of be like, well, if one of these things is missing, then just like, that's not your community and like leave. And 
um, I really believe that you haven't really done your part as a community Mm -hmm. member until you have participated in letting them know like, hey, this doesn't this doesn't feel right. You know, like let yourself have the courage in the space. And then it's like, okay, but if they're unwilling to adjust or navigate it or it just doesn't it continues to like not meet your needs, then yeah, move on. Um, And of course, I am speaking to uh, non harm like non-harm, mm-hmm. non-direct harm related instances. Um, but yeah, like part of community is being in community. Mm-hmm. And that requires all of us showing up and having the courage and cultivating the trust and mm-hmm. all of the things. And having that inner knowing that says, I am important. Mm-hmm. Just like how mm-hmm. I think other mm-hmm. people are important, I think I'm yes. important. I don't think I'm more important, but I also don't think that I'm less important or impactful. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really loved this discussion. Me too. Yeah. Let's share some of the simple ways to amplify connection and community in your day-to-day life. Something that I'm really practicing right now, because I'm in a new space, so I'm entering a lot of new communities, is... um, I have just been saying my names and telling people my pronouns. Hi, my name is Kate and my pronouns are she, her. And what, no matter how somebody responds to me, um, that has been really impactful in me feeling mm-hmm. like I've stepped into the, this space. I've stepped in mm-hmm. and, and now that's totally. the first step. One of the biggest things that I notice that makes a difference in my day-to-day is looking strangers in the face and saying hello. And like whether or not, however, whenever, Mm -hmm. you know, that's met. um, I mean, it definitely makes an impact and a difference. It feels best when the person returns that. And it feels good for me even to just like do that for myself. To like acknowledge that another human being is passing me and say hello. Aw. When you get home, come in the door without being on your phone. I love that. It's so wild to me. So I've recently been on a few dates, you know, again, in a new place. And a few people are on their phones sometimes. And that for me is red flag. (laughs) There are some things that I'm unwilling to ever have. One thing I never want to say to a partner is like, hi, can, can you put your phone away while we're together? Like it, there's just like, I want a First thing. A baseline like presence with people. And phones is like first theme, presence. And phones is something that takes us out of presence with the person that we're with. And also it is something to talk about what are our boundaries around this? Because they're like, we have, everybody has a phone. So like we got to talk about our boundaries around our phones. But like when you first come into greeting somebody, like greet them. Don't wait for them. Like don't let them like, you know, they're standing there and they're like, hi. And you're like, I need two minutes. I'm on my phone. I need two minutes. Like, hi, I've just walked into this space. Hi, my name is Kate. My pronouns are she, her. I see you. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Put your phone down for a second. You can come back to your phone or stay mm-hmm. in the car for three more minutes while you finish your thing because you're mm-hmm. about to enter a different space yeah, with the and person. especially if you live with someone, greet them and ask them how their day was. How are you doing? What's up? Yes. Hi, I see you. How are you? Yeah. 
It doesn't have to launch immediately into a whole thing. And it's Mm -hmm. greet them. Hi. (laughs) I feel so silly talking about it, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, it's true. Um, frequency of communication. Hello, the notes say call your mom. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, whoever it is, whoever it is in your life that like, I I just, I do find this specifically with family because sometimes with family members, um, there's some family members that like, I don't feel as like intimately close with, but they are important people in my life and having some sort of regular communication, um, keeps me feeling connected to them Mm -hmm. and then especially with like friends like call your friends text your friends don't do this whole like up in your headspace about like what do they want to hear from me or whatever just like Mm -hmm. call them and then there's don't you don't have to schedule a call sorry you don't have to schedule a call with like just call them if they don't answer fine they'll call or text you back but like when you think about somebody Mm -hmm. reach out it makes a huge difference for people to just be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. How was your Wednesday? Something that I do when I have like a new friend or even somebody who I want to feel closer to is I, if, if they tell me like, oh yeah, next Wednesday I have a job interview. I put that on my calendar because of how meaningful it is for people to go to on Wednesday, get a text that says, hey, you're going to do a great job today. Or like, thinking about you how you know like whatever how was it to like check in afterwards so I take like cheat sheet notes I make little notes about people because that helps me be a better friend like what systems do you have in place Mm -hmm. that help you be a better friend like if you're trying to make a new friend okay cool well not only how are they being a friend to you but how are you being a friend yeah And then take time to journal simple questions every day with yourself to cultivate connection with yourself, which, again, plug for the Daily Diary self-study journal in Heartland. Yeah. How are you being a friend to you? How are you taking care of you? How are you checking in about your job interview? You know? Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'd love to know some of the ways that you like to participate in communities or even like if you're a part of a community that is just like fills you the F up. Um, we want to know about that. Like what qualities exist for you in that space and how are you able to exist in that space and be a co- member of that community? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to hear about the communities that you're in and what's that? what that's like. Email us at connect at the dualityproject.com or DM us on the interwebs. The self-study program gives you the skills and techniques to explore your feelings, identify your needs, set boundaries, and communicate clearly and compassionately so that who you want to be aligns with how you show up. This self-study program offers a container for inquiry and self-discovery. It's a place for you to land. When you give yourself a framework for accountability, you open yourself to the possibilities that are awaiting you. The self-study program is a group coaching curriculum that fosters autonomy, yes, and thinking and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. May you be connected. May you be in community. May you be present. May you be loved. Mm. we'll see you next time bye